What's up, guys? Brent and Alex here again, and today we're going to talk about the power of petition. So petition is a call or request of a higher authority. And when you think about the authorities in your life, you know, in the spiritual realm, we obviously have God, which we talk about a lot. You also have your network, which has maybe your boss in it or, you know, someone that is maybe a big time mentor for you. You have your mentors. If you played sports or if you're still playing a sport, you have coaches. Maybe you have a coach that manages, coaches you on time management or business, you know, things like that. You know, at your church, you may have an authority that is your pastor or elders, things like that. So I want to talk about petition and, and calling on that higher authority and talking about, you know, what happens when you find that authority and you actually submit to it. And then also, where does that authority take you? Where can having that authority take you? And, and you know, one huge part of what I mentioned is mentorship. So, Brent, hit, hit them with a little bit of mentorship, some stuff that's happened to you, maybe one of your best mentors, a story with them or... You know, what is it? What do mentors do and what have they done for you? Good question. I, I would say when I think of a mentor, I go back to um, just in my personal career, you know, outside of you mentioned God outside of that kind of going more toward like my career. Um, when I got into sales, I did uniform sales for a short time where I was like selling, you know, business to business uniforms for like mechanic shops, stuff like that. And then I got into real estate probably within four months of actually getting into sales. And I went to work with a, a guy, um, Preston Cowart, who actually was my best friend's brother. He coached me in basketball. I've known him like my whole life. So I looked up to him, but then he had a lot of wisdom. He was already, you know, 10 years into the real estate game by the time I got my license and really mentored me in the beginning and showed me you know, just the, the, the bare minimum of how to sell real estate. And, you know, we just ended that. We just quit kind of town club realty, the company we, we work with restructured. So I've been working under him for 10 years now. So he has helped me, you know, that was very critical to my success was having that in the beginning. And even now with the house flips, he showed us, you know, a lot to do with that and kind of showed us that model. And, you know, we're still very close with him. So it's not like it's a weird situation, but dude, it changed my life having mentors. Absolutely. You know, it changed my life having somebody, one that I could trust, one that I looked up to, another thing I respected him, but then somebody that was willing, you know, to see something in me and actually pour into me some knowledge and wisdom and ways to make money. And then he just gave me an opportunity and I ran with it. And to get a little deeper, like how did you come about like finding that mentor? Because that's the that's the part where I think a lot of people struggle is like, oh, okay, you had a mentor, cool, but like how do I get one? Correct. And that's a good that's a good question as well, because it's it's you know, it's challenging if you don't have an expansive network, like where do I get this mentor mentor from? And you've heard stories of people so many times like, I'll come work for you for free just to learn, like to get in the right environment. And for me, I this this situation like real life what happened was I was up at Chase's family's uh, lake house and just talking with Preston in conversation and it, it kind of goes back to networking like I'm always very open about what's going on in my life and a lot of times you can relate to people in that so I told you know we're just having conversations I tell Preston man I've been in sales for like four months I'm learning a lot of sales strategies I'm really liking it and he's like well man if you like sales you ought to get your real estate license you can come work for me. And dude, that's all I needed in my head. Really? Uh, that's what I told him. I was like, really? You'd hire me if I got my, my real estate license? He's like, oh yeah, if you get your real estate license, I'll hire you. 
So I quit my job like a month later because I was trying to balance studying for the real estate test and selling uniforms. And I realized I'm too stupid. I got to focus on this real estate stuff. So I quit my job. I was so committed. And then I show up with my license. I'm like, okay, I got my license. Let's go. And he's like, wow, you really got it. So I think there's effort on our part too to, yeah. to get the mentor. You got to, you know, he wasn't just going to like bring me under his way. I had to go get my real estate license. And then I showed up. How many times do people call us about getting a license sure. and then they never, and they never do it? And then getting that license really proves, you know. They want to cut out for it anyway. Well, not getting it proves that they don't need to be on our team. And getting it proves like, hey, this guy's serious. Let's take a look at him. That's exactly this guy's right. seriously. So that's where you found your mentor was, though, already in like it was from networking. networking. It was already in a circle. In it was networking. Circle. That's exactly And right. you never know when a mentor is going to show up. That's why for I me. I wasn't expecting it. That it's week. like you got to always be open minded to like who you're meeting and everything that goes on with that. Like my first job in insurance was at State Farm. And. You know, I actually, I, I don't know what we had going on. I think I was just so tired. I was working in, a, I was being a bartender and a server in college. And I just knew that once I graduated, I didn't want to do that anymore. And I started applying for sales jobs. And I literally applied on Craigslist to work at State Farm. What's and Craigslist? It, I don't even know. Yeah, it probably still exists. <laughs> I don't know if it does or not. But basically, I used to go on there and it would be like, creepy rental houses and like uh, things for sale. So I, so I applied and I went to the job interview and I was like, dude, is this thing real? Like yeah. is this, you're really trying to hire me to do insurance? Like, is this a, is this a scam? Cause I applied on Craigslist and that dude literally ended up getting me started in insurance and building the belief in me that I could like open an agency one day. And I would consider him that guy that opened that state farm agency. I would consider him a mentor that I just kind of stumbled across. Yeah. And so, but the key to it is too, is also that you have to submit to the authority. You have to submit to the mentorship. You can't say like, I know it all. I think I have all the answers. You have to say, Hey, you know more than I do. You're in front of me. You're willing to teach me. You're willing to invest your time to me. You know, that's exactly right. I need a mentor. So, and going back to our topic, you know, a petition, that's what they do in the city. Whenever, like in the city of Dallas, when somebody wants to change something, everybody signs a petition or at a high school, everybody signs a petition, you know, just to bring awareness, just to uh, seek for it to be changed. And so another thing I want to talk about is when you're looking for a mentor, let's say that you're someone who needs a mentor, you're in a position where you're like, okay, I, I know what I want to do. How do you find a mentor other than networking? You know, is it someone that is just going to show up when you're when you're ready? Is it like get ready and then the teacher shows up? Yeah, that that phrase, or is it something that you have a strategy to find someone in your field? Well, I think it's just like you know, for me in everything, sales, whatever I'm trying to do in life, I'm all about shaking the bushes. And what that means is like looking for opportunity. So many people think, man, I need to go get a mentor, but then they never shake the bushes. And what I mean by that is like. If you want to get something out of the bush, you got to shake it. Like if your dog runs in the bush or your cat runs in the bush, you want to get it out, shake it, and then it'll come out. That's what I mean by looking for a mentor. So one, identify what kind of mentor you're looking for. So like, okay, I like real estate. I probably shouldn't get a plumber for a mentor. So, okay, I think I want to try this real estate thing. Let me find somebody in my local area that I agree with ethically. He seems like a respectable guy. He's doing good business. And let me just see if he needs help. That's how I would go about it if I was at a point to where I was that serious about a career change or if I wasn't in a position where I needed, you know, some people that have kids, they need to still make a hundred grand while they're switching trend jobs. And maybe that's not your reality, but that's what I would do is identify where you want to go and then go find that person and just say, can I help you? And, and what does that look like for me to be a, a mentoree under you? Absolutely. Yeah. Find somebody who's doing what you want to do. 
find someone you look up to and go basically get under them, you know, get under their umbrella, get under their business, get under their mentorship and find out, you know, ask them questions. The good thing about authorities is that they can hold us accountable. Like my job going to work, we have an insurance agency. My job is to hold everyone there accountable. You know, business partnership we have going on. If we didn't come to work for five days, we'd be holding each other accountable. Where are you at? What's going on? Where's the job? What's the, what's happening? So it's very important, I think, that you understand where you want to go and go find someone that does that. And then also really focus on gaining the wisdom that they have. You're going to get around these people and you're going to think like, what can I do? Where can I be? But you have to be sure to pay attention and listen and learn, like gain the wisdom. If you, if you're gaining experience with them, their, their wisdom is just going to rub right off on you. And so that kind of brings me to the next step in here is submitting to authority allows you to gain wisdom, but it has to be someone you trust and respect. Mm. It has to be someone you trust and someone you respect. And so the next thing I want to talk about in this petition segment is prayer. You know, something big for us, the petition, the, the, the authority that we call on, the authority that we believe in is Jesus Christ. And so we use prayer a lot throughout our day, throughout our businesses, throughout, you know, the channels that we do outside of, of business and, and with our families, just everywhere. Uh, just talk about prayer and, you know, you don't have to say necessarily the things, the transcendence that you've seen happen because I full, I wholeheartedly believe that just saying, you know, whether it's to God or just saying it out loud, the things you want, you know, hey, I'm grateful for these things. I would really love it if I could do these things. Just putting those in your mind allows you to get a better vision to accomplish these things on earth. But when prayer gets really powerful is when you kind of submit and let God do the work through you. Mm. And so we we'll talk about some t- so the power of prayer and, and kind of your relationship with that, because, you know, it's a big part for, of our lives. Absolutely. And I think it's for me, I want it to be the biggest part of my life because it's, you know, where I'm at in my walk with Christ, I'm completely dependent on him. And at this point in my life, and I mean, like, I still do what I got to do, but I know that ultimately I'm going to do what he wants me to do. And like, I may, I may make the best plans. You know, the Bible even talks about that. Like I, I make the best plans and that's not the reality that you want from me. So I'm at a position of surrender to him. So I pray to him often. And most times my prayers now are shifting toward like, Lord, give me wisdom. Lord, help me understand how to respond to this situation. Not necessarily asking them like, Lord, I, I'd really like 10 acres and a, and a, and a brand new uh, Bronco. Like, you know, sometimes I think a lot of times we hear in life, like prayer almost is like a vending machine of like, Oh, I need this a two. Hey, Lord, can you help me get this? Whereas I've, I've switched that up of like, man, I pray for others. I pray for God to just to guide me, give me wisdom, give me peace and all these things. And dude, it has trans, it has, you know, transformed my whole life. And my wife and I pray together. And that's one of the biggest things in, in my life that has changed recently is like, we've really tried to pray out loud for each other. And if she's going through something, I pray for her. If I'm going through something, or if I'm about to go do something, she even prays for me in that. And that's also changed my life. So man, prayer is something that I love and it's something that I use every day. And I think a lot of us think it's just like stupid almost, which is crazy to me. But it, I mean, for me personally, I've experienced tremendous growth and tremendous, um, you know, like you said, I'm not going to bore you with stories, but like it works. Prayer changes things and it changes your perspective. And I know for you, I mean, you're very open about praying for random people. Like, I, you know, I'll, he'll be doing an insurance call and I'll hear him just like, can I pray for you? And he just stops and prays. He's a very powerful man when it comes to praying. So like, how has that transitioned? Because you're fairly 
a new Christian, really, like, you know, four or five years as far as really diving into the Word. I'd say I'm how, deeper. I'd how say do I'm you deeper. have that already? Because, like, most people that have been going as hard as you are, they still, that prayer life, I mean, people that have been in the church for 30 years don't have a prayer life like you do. So how did that happen for you? For me, it's more so like, hey, if you're going to sit here and read all these words and say that you believe these things and not do that, that's like, that's like, I don't know. It's just part of it, man. And and also for me, you know, if someone's on the phone with me doing this insurance stuff and they tell me their their dad has cancer. It's like, what is the prayer going to hurt to just like, let's put it out there into the universe and just say, hey, you know, we can't control this. I don't know how to fight cancer. Do you? Like, I mean, I know we got chemo. Like, I can't. Our doctors don't even know how to fight cancer. I, I don't know what to do. So it's like, hey, here's what we can do is we can put it out to the, the creator of this world and just see, like, how he responds, you know? Dude, and I respect that boldness out of you. Like, yeah. I really do. Well, it's it's being bold, but it's also, it just feels right. Like, I mean, we could go so deep on spiritual things. And when I said, when he said, you know, I was fairly new, I when I started, I, I just went so deep so quickly that I, I got like a... You know, people had like a 20 year education, but I like got it in a year is what yeah. it seemed like or two years. Absolutely. And you said something about prayer, though, when you're asking and praying, you know, he said he mentioned a prayer about materialistic things. And like, I'm not saying don't pray for a new house or, you know, if you're trying to buy a house and like you're offering on homes and it's at 500,000 and you just submit an offer for 490, you need to pray. But I'm saying one thing that was huge for me is when I realized that all the materialistic things, they the, all the things I was praying for, like they weren't going to be in the long term for God's plan. And what I mean by that is that we need to check our hearts. And when we're asking for material things, like, do I want to uh, own a brand new truck because of what I want to do with it? Because I think I look cool in it or because I want to use it for something that has a purpose for this kingdom mm. or for, you know, the job that I'm going to do or for the things that I'm going to provide to my family. Like, do I want it for my ego or do I want it to do something productive with it? And so first I have to look at my heart and things and, and find out like, where I want these materialistic, why I want these materialistic things. Cause at the end of the day, like we're going into a, a grave or getting cremated and like all the stuff I buy or whatever over the years, it's not going to get to go with me. Like my nice house is not going to get to go. My truck isn't going to get to go. I mean, nope. it is what it is. But with that being said, wealth, wealth building is a, is a mandatory for me. I'm just talking about building wealth in a different way through impact, through, through generations of impact through the church and through Jesus, but also, I'm going to set up like a bunch of like trust funds and stuff. I'm not going to have like, oh, here's seven sixty nine models Broncos, even though those are probably like yeah. stocks now. Those are probably Maybe worth money. Maybe just one. But it won't be in materialistic things where I build wealth. It's gonna, it's you know, gonna be something where it's the ministry that we do. Like we minister to our employees. Like I, I mean, I, I go to work and I talk to the guys and I try to get every person. And when I say ministering, like, yes, it's, it's involving Christ, but it's also just trying to get them better. Yeah. It's also them. just trying to get their sales skills better, trying to get their relationships better. If, if we can, if the people around me can excel in all areas of their life, like, aren't I going to excel better? Yes. Exactly. Two is greater than one. Absolutely. And I think something cool with, in this topic of prayer is like shifting from the thought of I pray because I need something to I pray for wisdom and I pray for guidance and I pray for peace. And I also pray on the behalf of my friends and family. Like that's where the difference was made for me. It was when I shifted my focus from me off of me and focused on other people in my prayer life. I think that's a critical point to get to the point where you're, you're praying for God to grant his will in your life. But then you're also like petitioning for your friends and your family. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's powerful. Absolutely. And then 
one thing that we also that I used to pray for a lot, you know, I would petition a lot for it was, you know, success. But I learned at a, a younger age than most that success, you will gain success if you do anything integrably for a long amount of time. Yes. Like it's my it's my thought that if you do something and you're very good at it and you do it the right way for a long enough period of time, you're going to have success. So instead of praying constantly for success and speeding it up and everything, I started changing it and asking for patience. Ooh. Started asking for things that were going to get me to have a better experience gaining the success than the success itself. And so I know that's really deep, but I just want to talk about that because that's something I used to ask for every day, every night, six times a day sometimes, you know, just wondering when, when is this going to happen? But as I was doing that, I was missing the things happening. You were so, missing the things that you could be successful in that day. That day, that second. Success for me is more than just your bank account. Success for me is like your impact. Success for me is like, are you a good person? Success for me, like, do you do the right things when nobody's looking? And dude, I fail all the time, but I try to, to live within that. And I try to get better every day in that sense, because that's the goal. It's like, we're, we were just reading a book through a, a discipleship group that we're in. And I love the author basically said, God uses people who are, what, what did he say? Like basically like ordinary and people that fail and people that always fall short because that's all that he has to work with. Like there's nobody on this earth that's perfect. There's nobody on this earth that doesn't fail. There's nobody on this earth that, you know, has it all together. I don't care. You know, some people have got down the road farther than others, but they still have ghosts in their closet. If they're being honest, they still have thoughts that they need to control. So I don't want to ever act like we're perfect. But that's also a part of my prayer life is asking for forgiveness, asking for him to to show me the way and the way and the things that I need to change about my life. Because I think a lot of times talking about success, when you're truly seeking after Jesus and some things aren't right in your life, I think the success isn't going to come because you're not being a good steward of what you have. You're not truly like moving the kingdom along in that moment now. So why is he going to give you more success? You know, and when will you start petitioning correctly? And that's the thing. It's like you're not going to gain the success until you start looking for the mentors, the people that will put your heart right, the people that will change your life, the people that will do this or start seeking guidance from authors, basically still petitioning to another authority, to someone who will be able to get your mind off of that level, because it's basically time for you to evolve at that at that point. It's time to evolve and move on to a new thought process. And obviously the Bible for us, Jesus Christ is a, is a, an amazing mentor for us still to this day. Like we seek him, we read his word, but then he's also put people, spiritual mentors in my life. Do you have any spiritual mentors that have helped you? Absolutely. There's uh, Brian Bass is the first one I think of. He was just a guy that I uh, was doing a business with and worked with. And one day he was like, man, actually multiple days. It wasn't just one day. They invited me to Bible studies and I would go to them sometimes and then skip like six of them. And then he'd be like, man, you should really read the Bible. And it kind of is what started everything for me. And to this day, you know, I still talk to that guy and like he texted me earlier today and said, hey, will you pray for me? Like literally now, you know, we have a, a relationship that's five years later and it's just, it's, it's awesome. So, and then same for you. I mean, who, who would you say is a mentor that you've had? Man, I've, I've had some really good ones in my life, but I mean, like as of today, you're a good spiritual mentor. We've got this group of men at church that get together, but Brad um, Parkhurst, our pastor, who's been on the show before, I get to spend a lot of time with him, you know, in the sauna, at the gym, you know, just in the, like we do life together and it's rare um, for I think people to get to do life with their pastor. So like, I feel 
so fortunate for that. And he really has been like recently the most spiritual mentor that I like could even think of. Like he has really helped me through some stuff and helped me see some good perspective. So absolutely. It's been huge for me. Well, guys, go petition, you know, petition to someone, find out who you want to mentor you, find an authority figure attached to them, learn from them. And, you know, think about who you're, who you're submitting your prayer life to. Think about what you're doing outside of work, outside of your normal friends, you know, find someone that you can trust in and respect and get on it. Let's change. And the the thing with this, the thing with mentorship is it's almost like a a cheat code to a certain degree. Like if you get the right mentor, it can expedite your growth so much in whatever area you're trying to go at. Like me meeting Preston and having that mentorship expanded my horizon greatly. So it's like you meeting the guy on Craigslist, like the right mentor has the ability to change your whole life. So don't take this lightly. Like if you're, if you're looking to do something, find somebody in that industry and work for them for free for a little bit. Find out if there's a way for them for you to work into what they're doing and learn and, and be honest with them up front that, hey, I want to learn from you, man. How can I help you? And, and it'll take you a long way. Thank you, guys. Thanks, y'all.